The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Crime journalist Paul Williams is on the soapbox at six today to talk about on Garda Shia Paul, great to see you as always. And um, so, listen, the premise for this conversation uh, that we're about to have is that morale is low. So, before we talk about why and the different <coughs> issues facing on Garda Shia you, you would know plenty of um, serving members and former members. Mm. Give us a sense of how low morale is in Angarda Shia It is like morale is always an issue in a disciplined organisation. There are always tensions and there's always two sides to every argument. And, you know, the workers on the ground are always bitching about the management. Management are bitching about the people on the ground. However, anyone you talk to, uh, and they will tell you morale has never been as low, has never been as bad. The thing is falling apart at the seams. And, you know, I've been around nearly 40 years since I went into journalism school this month or this year. And uh, so I've been over 35 years looking at the police and talking to them and understanding what's going on and watching the how they operate. And something has happened. It has transformed. It has shifted radically in the past number of months, a past number of years, particularly on the Drew Harris and mm-hmm. the current regime. And... The best way to explain it is when you saw that horrific, iconic moment during those riots. Like, everything about that riot was wrong, uh, of course. And you saw a big, burly sergeant not defending himself because he doesn't want to take on the gougers because he is getting... He he has a backup. You have to have somebody at your back. Mm. He has nobody at his back and neither his colleagues. And the point about all of this is that the, the wheels have fallen off the bicycle uh, and I don't think they'll ever be put on again. And as I make the point to you before we came on air, and I've always made this point, the people who will suffer in the long term, apart from the cop on the ground at the moment, are you and me and the law-abiding citizens who listen to this programme and pick up the phone yeah. and hope that a guard can come and help them. When did this start? When did the rot set in? When did it become more than just, <clears throat> as you say, the usual kind of complaints and gripes that would have always been in the organisation? I think it started with the appointment of Drew Harris. Now, Drew Harris, let me just be absolutely clear about this. Drew Harris is a a superb individual and professional. Uh, But he has a certain disciplinary view of the world. And he has a view of the world which is not culturally aligned with the Garda Shiokana. And Garda Shiokana is a cultural, the police force that is culturally um, attached to the people it it polices. And it's a very unique relationship in the world. Um, and he introduced this draconian disciplinary regime that basically is, be, the best way to describe it is shoot first, ask questions later. Suspend first, ask questions way down the line, about three or four years down the line. That has corroded morale on such a level that, you know, for example, you know, you have these extraordinary situations at the moment. I, 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 there's so many of them. You asked me to come up with a few of them and I, mm. <laughs> there are just so many of them. But here's one. And by the way, you've seen the voter confidence. That's unprecedented. Yeah. 99% of Angarda Shiokana out there at the moment, the rank and file Gardaí, have absolutely no faith in their commissioner. And they don't have much faith in the other management people either. Mm. That is unprecedented. That is inoperable when that happens. Like, you have cops at the moment. There is one story. GSOC, the Garda Shiokana Ombudsman Commission, which is another extraordinary story in itself, but we won't go there. Um, they have they want at the moment to discipline a member of Angarda Shiokana who, this guard, yeah. is on what's called um, uh, it, it, it's, it's 
competency-based driving. There, it's, it's a level one driving permission. Yeah. It's called chief's permission. Allowed to drive a squad car, but not allowed to put on the siren lights, the sirens or the lights or drive over the speed limit. As okay. in, do anything emergency-wise. Yeah. This cop was driving out in Blanchardstown. A conscientious cop. Yeah. That we want to do his job. Yeah. Somebody was being stabbed in Blanchardstown in broad daylight. And this guard decided to get there as quick as he could, because, but couldn't put on the lights and the sirens, but drove a little bit quicker, was overtaking the car and glanced off the car, another vehicle, right? Yeah. An investigation began because it was come down, it categorised or defined as an accident. The DBP said the guard concerned had absolutely nothing, no, no case to answer. Yeah. GSOC want that guard to be dis- disciplined for, do, for breaking the rules. All that guard did was what we want all guards to do. Yeah. Is run to the trouble and solve. Why in the name of Christ do you put people in uniform in a very dangerous job facing very volatile and unpredictable situations and you put them in squad cars where their instinct is to respond to the crime yeah. and you say, if you do that and you put on the lights and go, Meemaw, we're going to bust your ass. So there's a fe- is there a fear then, a real fear that... If they respond to crime and, and they respond to an incident where there might be an element of unpredictability to it, that it's just not worth the hassle? Absolutely right. In fact, you know, when I find myself describing it, I said to myself, like, you begin to wonder, like, maybe something has happened here that I'm not really uh, tuned into. Maybe there's something in the water. Yeah. Uh, because logic has gone out the window. Like, for example... Guards in uh, the M district where I where I live in Raffarnham, uh, there was a terrible tragedy two years ago. Three young kids, siblings, were murdered. And following that, like the guards, the, Tala and Raffarnham are the two stations within the M district, the Mike district. Yeah. So these three kids came from had, had backgrounds in the they were settled travellers. Yeah. So and they had a lot of relations living in, in different areas around Raffarnham. Yeah. In, in and traveller uh, accommodation. The guards went in and started looking at Pulse to, to look at this, the, the, the report to work out who was involved. Because one time in Angarda Shikona, it was a strict rule that you must acquaint yourself and be fully aware and off with everything that is going on in your district at any particular time. Yeah. Now, the first thing those younger guards got was a please explain email from the bosses, from their chief. Why were you looking up Pulse? Why are you looking up this incident on Pulse? Older cops were asked the same thing. But like one older cop told them, said, I am involved in dealing with the travelling community on a regular basis, serving warrants and doing other things. Mm. I did not want at this very, very sensitive and emotional time to go in to somebody with, a, with, with summons or go and talk to them about something when they were it, completely engulfed in the, in the tragedy that had, had happened to their family. Yeah. And it was... And But all of these cops had to explain it. The net effect on this is the young guards who were f- interested and conscientious now realise the best thing is do nothing. There's an old line, damned if you, damned if you don't. The new line the cops have, uh, the average guard around the country who's listening to this, is you're better off just doing nothing at all. And a great line, I was talking to a, a friend of mine in the GRA, who, by the way, are being used by scapegoats by guard and management. Oh, you're the reason why people aren't joining. Up until about two or three years ago, Kieran, and you and I worked together. Yeah. I, I've always been a great friend of a great friend of Vanguard Chicago and unashamed about it. I would regular I would 
I'd be regularly asked, would, what do you think of a career in the guards? i say, it's a good career in the guards. Yeah. I would tell you now, absolutely not. And the cops are using a great line now that said, the beatings from management will continue until the morale <laughs> improves. <laughs> like, like, but Kieran, this is... This is actually happening. It's a bit like a, a huge tanker on the ocean. It's flying at full tilt. There's a problem on the bridge. It's been damaged on the water line. Mm. And they switch off the engines. It takes a while, or a good while, several miles for the tanker yeah. to stop before you begin to see your listing in the water as well. Now, that analogy was being used with the guards up until quite recently. I was talking to a, a former assistant commissioner, a friend of mine today, and he says, not only that has the tanker hold onto the ground and is it uh, onto the waterline and is it stopped in the in the ocean, but the crew are now jumping over board. Yeah. And in fact, on that, 17, this month of January, 17 guards, more guards have resigned. There's a massive lift and an underlying increase yeah. in resignations from people who don't have to go and are going because they just have had enough. And what, what, what do you say then or what do Gardaí as well say um, kind of rank and file to the defenders of Drew Harris who kind of point out things like you know the penalty points debacle and things like this down through the years and mm. that there, there was kind of too much leeway given to individual Gardaí and that, that they needed more structure and rules and regulations about them and if you're going to have a force who can use force in society they need to be tightly controlled yeah. and yeah there's protocols there mm. I'm sure there are that the guards can look up about when you're allowed to use your truncheon or your pepper spray or whatever it happens to be just stick by the rules and you won't get in trouble Actually that's a very good point to make and absolutely nobody is talking about you know throwing out discipline like the the, the police force in every society reflects this contemporary society. Yeah. So there's a huge problem with cocaine in our society at the moment. There's a huge, there is a problem with cocaine in the guards to, to a certain court. It's a very, it's a very insidious drug and it, it results in, in all kinds of corruptive uh, experiences or whatever. But the vast majority of police, and we still have a very, very good police force in this country uh, and probably one of the best in the world. And we had this overemphasis, like, for example, one of the things Drew Harris came up with was that we must clamp down on Gardy sexually assaulting, abusing or raping uh, or, you know, one of the being inappropriate sexually with uh, victims of crime. It was thrown out there as a fact. It was thrown out there as if this is an absolute fact. This is happening all the time. And it put in the public mind, oh, hang on a minute, there's something seriously wrong here. Mm. There is nothing wrong there. He was making a point to saying, you know, we're going to, it's a risk aversion thing. We're, keep, we're, we're planning for the future yeah. and we know this can be a problem. But the way it was articulated, basically... Suggested said, that there was a big problem already rapists, within the... You're a bunch of inappropriate, you're torags, you're trying to yeah. uh, sexually abuse and, uh, victims of crime. It's, it's, it was horrendous. And as I said to you, you know, the, the, when you see a Minister for Justice talking about going in after that riot to the policing authority and saying, I'm going to seek guidance from the policing authority. The policing authority is a very fine, august body and yeah. a brilliant job and fair play to every one of them. But not one of them have ever had to travel around uh, the city centre or the back of beyond down in the west of Ireland in a squad car policing the area and maybe getting themselves into big rows and taking on criminals and all kinds of nonsense from the public. The police always had... The, the police is about, it's a force. It is about the legitimate use of force. They're the only agency in the state, in any state, that have a, a monopoly on the legitimate use of physical force. 
on behalf of the government and, and the country. Mm. And that's why it's strictly controlled and it must be that you must have all these anti-corruption and anti-abuse uh, uh, provisions in place. But to go along and say, we're going to ask the policing authority to come along, so that you can nearly envisage seeing Bob Collins uh, being brought down to Templemore and bringing the lads out into the back at what used to be called Tactics Town and giving the lads a run on how they do a baton charge and how they should have run down the middle of O'Connell Street and knocked the six colours of brown stuff out of those thugs that brought the city to a standstill in November and cut out this namby-pamby nonsense. But anyway, that, like, so if you're a cop, you're thinking to yourself, like, what's the point? And that's why we've seen this continuous underlying trend in increasing numbers of people resigning early and dropping out. Paul Williams, pleasure as always, Paul. Listen, thanks a million uh, for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.